Alumni Audio Lab. Welcome to the Alumni Audio Lab. This is the episode number 18. The Alumni Audio Lab is a podcast from the OED, which is the Austrian Agency for International Mobility and Cooperation in Education, Science and Research. My name is Doris Bauer and I talk with alumni who have studied or done research in Austria within different scholarship programs and in many different disciplines. We talk about their life, their research, their background, and sometimes also about current events and developments. I'm here today with Dr. Raymond Waitraogo from Burkina Faso. Raymond is an expert in a lot of topics which are all about fish. Raymond already started back in the 1980s studying at a higher institute for fisheries, sciences and techniques. And shortly after that, he joined the Ministry of Environment and Fish Resources in Burkina Faso. He stayed there to work as an expert until 2013. But in between, he got a master's degree in aquaculture in Belgium, another master's degree in the UK, and finally in 2010, a PhD as a North-South scholarship holder in Vienna at the University of Natural Resources and Life Sciences, the BOKU, which where we are right now as well. Mm -hmm. After that, he stayed connected to Austria as he implemented a research project in Burkina Faso together with colleagues from Boku. This was called SUSFISH and was funded by the APEAR program, which is the Austrian Partnership Program in Higher Education and Research for Development. Raymond, you are today working as a researcher at the National Center for Scientific and Technologic Research. SUSFISH is now in his second project phase and called SUSFISH Plus. Yeah. And that is why we can be here today, because you're visiting Vienna for a meeting with your colleagues. Thank you very much for coming, Raymond. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Before we talk about your current research, let's get back to your beginnings in the fishery sector. Burkina Faso as a landlocked country lies in the Sahel zone, which is tending to be a rather dry area. So fish would not be the first thing which comes to someone's mind. Why and how did you choose to study fisheries in the first place? Thank you. Before I answer your question, please allow me to thank you very much and thank APIA and OADE for inviting me for this interview. It's, I'm really happy. Coming back to your question, yes, truly, we are a landlocked country, we are an arid country, we are usually yearly short of water during the dry season that lasts from, let's say, October to June, July. But as the population is growing fast and we need more and more water for any use, agriculture, domestic needs, livestock breeding, and so on, the government thinks that it's necessary to build reservoirs to have water nearly everywhere. And therefore, the first reservoir was built, I think, 125 or 50 years ago, by the Catholic Church to provide water with people. And uh, today we have about 1,500 reservoirs spread all over the whole country. So we have water, then we have also fish. 
not as much as in the countries that have maritime area, marine countries, no. But anyhow, we have some reservoirs, some water, and fish in it. So what will you do with, with, with the fish? You have to use them, you have to fish. You have to manage the fishery. And that's how you started to study fisheries. Yes, but even before going to school, I used to go, when I was young, to fish in the nearby rivers. It means that I, me, myself, I liked fishing. Then I went to school, primary school, secondary school, and then university, and I was able to go for fishery school in Mauritania. So I went. And why in Mauritania and not in Burkina Faso? In Mauritania... There was a school fully dedicated to fisheries and aquaculture. And that school belonged to a regional institution which was regrouping five or six countries. So they built the school there. Okay, so it was not in the country Burkina Faso, but it was a school also for people from From Burkina Burkina Faso. Faso. Yes. And after these studies, you started to work in the Ministry for Environment and Fish Resources. Why did you choose politics and not another sector or research? Well, my background in school is policy, policies and management of fisheries and aquaculture, fish farming. So this is why I went to work in this sector. And I was appointed in the biggest reservoir that was Compiègne, that is Compiègne Reservoir in the country. The, the reservoir is uh, 20,000 hectares large. And I was there to help manage the fishery, provide training, assistance, and so on to the fishermen, to the ladies who process fish, fish products, and so on. And later, I was appointed in the fisheries department. So I left the county side and I went back to the city capital to work in the fisheries department. Then from this time, I have a view on the whole country, uh, fisheries. And also in between your career in the ministry, you educated yourself further. You did these two master programs in the UK and in Belgium. How did it come to this? In 1997, 96, I already started looking for schools where I can attend more training programs, fisheries and uh, aquaculture. And uh, in 1996, some researchers from the University of Liège, Belgium, they came to Burkina Faso. And I was asked to work with them for uh, for one day. So we went to visit a fish farm. And the ways I was explaining things attracted the attention. So they asked, what is your level of study? I told them. And they said, okay, it's good. We didn't know that you know so much. But we can provide you with some training if you want. And then later on, I was lucky to accept it in the University of uh, Liège to study aquaculture. A master degree in aquaculture. So in Belgium, I focused on aquaculture. 
But what about fisheries policy and planning? To study this, I went to the UK, University of Hull, Kingston upon Hull. For one year, 2002-2003, for one academic year to study for a master's degree in, in fisheries policy and planning. Is the policy in the UK or was it in this education you did applicable to your situation in Burkina Faso? Of course it was. It was and for my research I went back to Burkina Faso to do the research. The field research yes. for the So it was applicable. Yes, and then was the PhD in 2010. Was that already a step out of politics and into research for you? In 2007, I, I wanted to go back to, to study. You see, I used to study and then to work. I work and I stop. I go back to school and, okay. So I said, now let's try to do PhD. And I looked the map of uh, Europe. Austria is a landlocked country like Burkina Faso. Maybe they are facing problems like in our country. Austria is not an arid country like Burkina Faso, but maybe they have some reservoirs and so on and, and so on. So I saw on the internet University of Natural Resources and Life Sciences, but fish is not a natural resource. Let's try there. So I sent a proposal to the university. I forgot the name of the person I, I sent the proposal, but anyhow the person is Gerard Winkler. And Gerald gave the application, the proposal to Professor Stefan Smush of the University of, of Boku. Stefan, Professor Stefan gave it to Dr. Andrea Merkles. At the time, he was not a doctor. He was an engineer. He said, yeah, looks good. Well, I have no experience uh, in this area of Africa, but could it be good? Why not? Let's give it a try. He was also also working on aquatic ecosystems, fisheries, and so on. So we kept in touch and we exchanged messages and so on and so on. So the university accepted to supervise me and then I had to apply for scholarship. So I took the application from, from the RID. But firstly, I went to the Bureau of Cooperation of Austrian Bureau of Coordination of Austrian Cooperation in Ouagadougou to ask about information, to look for information about scholarship possibilities. They said, okay, there is the North-South dialogue. Yeah. Then I applied and I got it. And you did it? Yes, PhD. I was happy. And it was, uh, Melchior was, was also happy because we were able to work together. And then I came to Austria to Vienna, to the University of Boku University. And I studied for three years, and I defended the thesis uh, in uh, November 2010. And I went back to Burkina Faso. Mm -hmm. And then you stopped working at the ministry and changed to a research organization. Yes. I was working at the fishery department that is part of the Ministry of environment and water at time. But as I did a PhD here, it's more or like for research. So why stay there to do research? I cannot stay there and officially do research. 
No. And as I am a civil servant, I ask to be appointed in the Ministry of Research. They said, yes, this is where you should go after your studies, your PhD studies. So I went there. So you are now part at the Ministry of Research. Ministry of Higher Education and Research and Innovation. Yes. And precisely, I am at the INERA. INERA means Institution for Environmental and Agricultural Studies. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the reservoirs and the situation in Burkina Faso. You already said there have been built only 50 years ago. How can we imagine them? Are they very big or small or deep or not deep, rather shallow? Are they drying out or not? Most of our reservoirs dry out, unfortunately. About 500 of them do not dry out. Most of them are small. The largest reservoir is called Bagre Reservoir. It is 25,000 hectares large. The depth of the reservoir, of the reservoirs varies from one to another. But the deepest one could be, let's say, 15 or 18 meters. And they are used not only for, 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 for fishing, but anyhow, at the beginning, they were not built for fishing. They were built to provide water to people for any use. At the moment, we only have two hydropower reservoirs. Two big, but two small others. So there are four reservoirs that produce electricity. And how do they feed themselves? All our reservoirs are fed by our rivers that are all seasonal. During the rainy season you have water. After the rainy season there is no water. What are the biggest challenges for these water reservoirs, except from drying out? But The biggest challenge, as far as I know, should be the, the integration of all activities that use the water from the reservoir. You have agriculture, irrigation, you have live livestock breeding, fish, aquaculture, domestic use, industrial use. Some do abstract the water, some don't, like the fishermen, they just take the fish and not the water. But the other users all take the water. How can we share the water? And what is the impact of the use of the water to the wa uh, on the water itself and on the fish resources? It's not a very easy thing to handle because the, we have many types of uh, users and they do not all have the same vision of the use of water. So the ministry manages the regulations and all that, and do the people act according to these regulations? We have many ministries that 
deal with water or aquatic resources. Health Ministry of Water, Ministry of Agriculture, Ministry of Environment, Ministry of Animal and Fish Resources. So there are many ministries who, are, who deal with the same reservoir and the same, I would say, uh, users. And this is not an, an easy task to make them share the same point of view. How important is fish today as food or as protein source? Before the creation of the reservoirs, actually we didn't have tradition on commercial fishing. But as now we have water, not enough water, but we have some. Some reservoirs, we have to learn how to use the fish. So, during the colonization, period, the colonization period, the uh, fishermen, professional fishermen from neighboring countries such as Mali, Niger, which country are crossed by the river Niger, so they have a lot of water, they were invite, invited to fish our reservoirs. So by doing it, fishing the reservoirs, local people used to see them fishing and now they know that ah we have water, we have fish, let's we also fish the fish the reservoirs. So people start fishing and the the government helped them to train them, to explain them what is going on and so on. So currently many persons of Burkina Faso work on fisheries. We have many fishermen about 40,000 fishermen. But do not compare it with uh, countries who have sea. No, yeah. it yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, 40,000 fishermen, about 4,000 female fish mm-hmm. product processors. Mm-hmm. We have uh, about 200 persons who are ready to start fish farming and so on. That's to to say that we are coming to the point that I would say we have many, many fishermen compared to what our waters can give us quantity of fish. Mm -hmm. That's also a big challenge. Too many fishermen fall into control of water. How to deal with it? How do you? Um, That's a good question. First of all, we have some rules for fishing. It's not easy to make the fishermen observe the rules. But we have to train them, to explain them why they should do this and avoid doing that and so on. Not only the fishermen, but the fish product processors who are female and students and uh, fish farmers and vegetable farmers and so on. And uh, we also have police for fish. Fish police. Fish police. So if they don't observe the rules, maybe (laughs) (laughs) they can be punished. Does this happen in reality? That people are punished? Sometimes. You have to. And then they have to pay uh, fees, money for... They have to pay. It depends on what they did. For instance, B 
before fishing you have to have a fishing license if you are if you, if you don't have it you're not allowed to fish I'm going to arrest you because you did not have uh, you don't have a fishing license they take your fishing gears fishing equipment they take the, your fish and uh, you have to pay also Is but you don't go to jail though okay <laughs> <laughs> Is the fish mostly used for food in Burkina Faso or for export or for just um, subsidiary use for the families? We produced last year, in total, we produced about 20,000 tons of fish. Is this a lot? No, not sufficient. Because at the same time, We imported more than 100,000 tons of fish. That's... Big, ah, very different. <laughs> that absolutely <laughs> differs. Okay. <laughs> so it means that we have to do much job. We have uh, many things to do for our fish to be more, fisheries to be more productive and for aquaculture to grow up. Is this what the fishery and the agriculture can now uh, produce, or is it more or less? Nearly all of our fisheries are overused, overexploited. Because our fishermen, they are firstly farmers, then livestock breeders, and fishing is a secondary or a subsidiary or a seasonal activity, mainly, not in all fisheries. Mainly in small reservoirs, fishing is a seasonal activity. In the big reservoirs, fishing is permanent. I just said that we are a dry country and the population is growing. So, after the rainy season, what do people do? Here is nothing. So they go for fishing. At the moment, there is no legal rule mean to keep people away from fishing. So there are many, many people coming to fish, coming to fish. That's why our reservoirs are overfished. To give you an example, Lake Bam. It's not a reservoir. It's a natural lake. It is depleted completely. According to the norms of the FAO, this reservoir can host about 30 fishermen. But currently, they have 700 fishermen. Big difference. How did the fish came there originally? Were they put to the reservoirs? In the tropical area, fish are known to yearly recolonize the waters and they are able to colonize new waters. And when we find out that in the new reservoir, a species or two species of some pieces, some species of fish are, are missing, the fisheries department sometimes they can go to another reservoir and take the fish, uh, fish from there and into, into the new reservoir. As you already said, the fishermen are men and the yeah. processors are women. Yeah. Uh, do you deal with these different positions in the Sosfish Plus project or Sosfish project and how? Gender is a big issue in our project. We do not have to neglect gender. 
and uh, in Africa in general and in Burkina Faso in my country especially fish product processing is like cooking and cooking in our society cooking is for women women so that's why in the processing fish processing subsector we have plenty of women and in the fishing part we have plenty of men a few women fish also a few men process smoked fish also how do you concrete um, deal with that in the project when we have to interview fish stakeholders fishery stakeholders we have to be careful and to know that we are not just interviewing men or just interviewing women we have to integrate all of them and in our project we have somebody who is appointed to look at this thing so that in any work we are undertaking any activity we are undertaking men and women should be part of the activity and when we are going to study so in the team we have women in the work we deal with female and men also okay one part of the sushfish project i've read was to calculate the fish or the not only the fish but all the creatures which are living in this reservoir um, fish and invertebrates and everything i can understand that it's important to know how many fish are in the reservoirs but why the invertebrates and all the other creatures invertebrates they are important because they are part of the aquatic ecosystem they are food for fish also but they can u- be used as bioindicator of the health of the aquatic ecosystem the fish also can be used as bioindicator of the quality of the aquatic ecosystem so we deal with fish most of the time is fish but we also we deal with uh, study uh, macroinvertebrate you have a rather unique role as you have been very long in politics and now you're also in research you have an insight in both um, sides what are the benefits from that for your current work i think it's good for me to firstly work in the development world and then in the research because currently when i'm i'm, I'm designing a research project like sushfish i already know some problems that the development that the ministries are facing and in our project our applied partner is the general directorate for fish resources so to identify and to formulate the topics of a research they have to be part they are part of the formulation of the uh, and of the identification of the problems so that we know that our result will be useful they will be used is it always possible to to match or connect the needs of the policies and the needs of the research completely sometimes it's not easy and this is a big challenge this is not only for sushfish for any research area you have some good results which scientific level is very high but you have to make your result simpler to be used by farmers and so on 
So far, we do not have this problem because we integrated the user in our project. From the beginning? Yes. Mm. You're organizing or accompanying study trips out of Burkina Faso to Eastern Africa, Kenya, Mauritania, Cote d'Ivoire and Mali, Niger, I've read. What is the importance of such study trips within Africa? It allowed me to understand what's going on in the other countries. I went to Mali, to Ghana, to Niger. We are sharing the same rivers, same fish species. So we have to speak to each other and see how we can use the same waters. And do you also cooperate in research or only in like exchange of, of information? In research, personally, I started actually two years ago looking at a regional level, which institution I can work with. I already have some some contacts. Okay, but it's just at the beginning. Not really yeah. at the beginning, because in Sushfish, we work with one a university in Benin, and okay. they came to us so, and... Yeah? yeah, you're not at the beginning, <laughs> you're in between. <laughs> Four years ago, in 2014, there was the big revolution in Burkina Faso. Mm -hmm. The president and the 10,000 had demanded the resignation of the president. Burkina Faso has now a new president for already three years, um, mm -hmm. Rochmar Kabore. He was an opposition politician. I tried to get information on the situation in Burkina Faso in the media, but I didn't find a lot what happened since then. What has changed? Or has something changed? in the political situation and for the people? Well, Blaise Compaoré ruled the country for more than 25 years. If you rule a country for 25 years and you are not able to uh, develop it, I think you will never be able to. to <laughs> and this is true. This is not because I'm... This is not because I'm working at the top... This is a, a hot topic. We have to be careful. But in reality, if you ruled a country for 25 years and you didn't do what you wanted to do, you should stop. It's not only in, in politics, but in any area of work. Then people ask him to leave. He didn't want, but he was forced to leave. And he's now in, in Cote d'Ivoire. The transition took one year lasted for what year and it was amazing to see how people was uh, were in the in the street and claiming for the departure of uh, Blaise Compaoré and then after the, the transition we did some elections and Rock Mark Sankaboré won what I really appreciated during the election It is that the opposition leader immediately recognizes that Rock Marquis Sankabore won. And this is good. Otherwise, we will have two groups of people fighting, and this is not good. And now, Rock, Rock uh, Marquis Sankabore is ruling the country with his team. It's a big challenge for him because he was with Blaise Compaore for 25 years old also. 
Some people said that, oh, you were with Blaise Compaoré, so you cannot rule the country anymore. Some people say, no, he was not Blaise. He was with Blaise, but he is not Blaise. So he, anyhow, he's ruling the country. It's good at the moment. It's not, I'm not saying that everything is, uh, is okay. No. In no way in the world, everything no is good. <laughs> but it's good. Good signs. Good senior signs, good symptoms. Yeah. And is it getting better? It's difficult to answer your question. Why? When people made Blessed Compaoré leave the country, they are claiming for many, 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 many things. And they keep claiming for many, many, many things. It's not good to provide, to give answer, good answer, good replies to all of the requests. So for this reason, these people will say, oh, it's not good. Yeah, you can never um, satisfy, like, satisfy everyone. everybody. No, no that's impossible. How do you deal in the project with this wide variety of languages and ethnics and religion in Burkina Faso? Is this a topic? No, not at all. No, not at all. No, it's not a hot topic for Burkina Faso. We have no, I mean, we have no problem with ethnic groups, with language, with, no. I never heard that there is a war or fight between two ethnic groups or two, no. It's very good to hear. Yes. Even between the religions, there's no problem. No problem. I can tell you that, this is a personal thing, my father-in-law is Muslim. And you're a Catholic. Even my wife is Catholic. Yeah. It's not because she with me. No, she was a Catholic when she was a girl. So in the same family, you can have many religions. Catholic, Protestant, Muslims, in, in the same family. You cannot fight, fight because you have the same father. You can't. No. Two more questions. One, you mentioned in your resume that you are an experienced photographer. And I've seen some of the pictures in Susfish and I really like them. What does taking pictures mean for you? I like taking pictures. <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> one picture is more than 1,000 words. And when I, when I have a presentation to do, I like pictures. One picture, I can, I can talk a lot. One picture, I talk a lot. So for me, picture is mother a way of keeping things that are past but recognizing that many things are in the same picture and when you have a picture you can see it in many aspects in different aspects this one perspective if I go anywhere I go I take pictures I take pictures a souvenir Okay, my last question. It's always the same. What are your plans for the future? We are already talking about the future of our consortium that is implementing Susfish Plus. In one year, Susfish Plus will take end. What will we do? We have to discuss it in two days here in Vienna. Okay, so I'm too... We already have some perspectives, mm -hmm. but we have to... 
I'm two days early for this answer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we can work with Ghana because we are sharing the same river catchment. We can work with Cote d'Ivoire, with neighboring countries, all neighboring countries. We have some contacts with uh, Benin, Ivory Coast, Ghana, of course, Austria, France, the Netherlands, and so on, US, to see what we have to do, what we can do after those fish plus. Okay, Raymond, I wish you good luck for that. Thank and you very much. Good luck for your work and research and enjoy your stay in Austria. Thank you very much. Alumni Audio Lab.